0: Here with Pete, and we're going to talk about mindset and mental toughness. With Hawaii Ironman 2019 just five days away, and no, I'm not there this year. Hopefully next year. It's timely to talk about being tough and staying in a positive mindset to get better performance. So, how do we attain greater mental toughness and therefore better performance? Well, I'm here to help you with that problem. And what exactly is the problem? Well, your brain says, don't keep pushing through the pain. It's too hot. I didn't drink enough. I'm not strong enough. I should stop. It's still so far to the finish. That's the problem. Your brain will tire and try to keep you from pushing too hard. And if your subconscious brain reigns supreme over you, then it will win and you will not push as hard and you will not be as tough or perform as well. But how does the brain affect what we do physically well i'm going to give you plenty of examples and plenty of information today to convince you that it's a physical reaction that is controlled by your brain that determines how much of your muscles are activated and your brain is just reacting to your perception of the environment and therefore its perception of the environment is it in danger is it under stress should it try and hold more energy for later So many other factors that we're just going to get into now. Firstly, being in the moment relaxes every human on the planet. If you can quiet your mind and bring its awareness 100% to only what exists in this moment in time, you will be more calm, relaxed and aware. You will reduce your stress response, make better decisions and conserve your mental energy. Mental energy is like a fuel tank. The more you think, or worry, or simply use your brain to make decisions, the lower your mental energy reserves become. We could all call that fuel hormones, chemicals, and proteins, and in turn, these can be called motivation, pain tolerance, rational thinking, and decision making. Your reaction in the first 10 minutes of getting chased by a tiger, for example, it's going to be much sharper, faster, smarter, and you'll be able to push through more pain and frustration than two hours later, if you're still being chased. The story that your brain is telling you after two hours of being pursued is very different to the story, or lack of, that was occurring in your head earlier. Later on, your nervous system is fatiguing. The adrenaline is no longer there to make the effort and pain perceivably lower. The pain you wouldn't have noticed earlier on, like running away through bushes full of thorns, is now much more noticeable. And you may not run through those bushes so quickly now, if at all. So to keep our mental energy in reserve for later and for longer, we need to reduce the amount we think and therefore the reaction of our nervous system and the drain on our motivation, pain tolerance, ability to make the best decisions calmly, and our ability to keep our body relaxed and get greater performance from it. Our perception of our surroundings will influence how we react. Do we perceive the guy riding past us as a threat? Do we think, hey, he's better than me on the bike. Now I have to keep up with him. If I don't keep up, I've got no chance to beat him. Oh, I haven't trained enough. Oh, I'm not strong enough. Oh, I'm going to come last. And suddenly we've created a story that has raised our nervous system response, used more energy in thinking, worrying, stressing, and our body more probably is tensed up from the perceived threat and our heart rate, blood pressure also increased, along with many other responses. Compared to staying in the moment, which would be calm, relaxed, confident, focus on the task at hand, which is to get the most power as efficiently as possible from every pedal stroke, we are now instead losing power and draining our mental energy. And then we have to work hard to turn our mindset around. We have to dig deep. And maybe for some that means increasing adrenaline even more so, getting angry, giving ourselves a hard and up talking to, and using up more of our motivation and pain tolerance reserves. Yes, there are times when we can use these tools, but I'm suggesting keeping that for the last hour of the race, when you need them the most, when the difference between running at your best or worst is many minutes per kilometre, and you want to get every last bit of strength from you and your body right to the finish line. We should be able to, in any situation, remain focused on ourselves, on the moment we are experiencing and not the imaginary stories that raise our perceived effort and our stress levels. Everyone has heard that they should have more confidence. But how does that translate? What does that mean? Confidence is one of many tools our brain can use to bring us back into the moment. It's undeniable that performance improves if confidence is high. Really what that means is performance improves when we stop worrying, doubting, and being fearful. If from the moment the tiger runs at you, you believe you will outrun him, your reaction will not be as heightened. You will be calmer, make better decisions, and keep your motivation and pain tolerance levels higher than the person who panics from the start. It's that simple. You'll have more in reserve for longer. Use mindset techniques to keep calm and retain mental toughness, such as changing your story. In a race, it's easy to tell yourself that the guy behind is catching you and likely to pass you. Will that narrative make you push harder or will it just simply raise your perceived effort and stress levels? Some people can thrive on that, but most people are going to tire of that before they win out. I tell myself I'm out for a long Sunday run, so I change my story. I take my head out of the race and I block out the pressure of competitors unless I'm using it to build my confidence and provide myself positive feedback. So I relax my mind like it's a regular Sunday run with no thoughts, no doubts or fears. I tell myself stories to lower the perceived effort, A great one for Hawaii is to say to yourself, it's not that hot. I've used this one a lot. Quiet your mind and focus on the air hitting your skin. Imagine it's a cold breeze and you can really feel it. So your perceived effort of the heat is lower. If you tell yourself it's so hot and you're dreaming of an ice bath, your perception of the heat is much greater than mine. Control your thoughts about the heat and you'll control your perceived effort in the heat. It also helps to give your body plenty of information to draw on. Carry ice in your hands, your mouth, your jersey, even in your pants, everywhere you can hold ice. But don't focus on the heat compared to the ice. Just focus on the ice. Focus on the coolness touching your skin, and nothing else exists. Switch your brain off. Many people these days aren't able to do this, thanks to phones, anxieties, and many other behaviours that keep people from quietening their mind and becoming aware of themselves. So to do it effectively in a race may be difficult for some. But just shutting your brain up and going through the pain like a beheaded zombie With no thoughts, feelings, awareness, reactions or emotions is a simple way to explain how to get in the zone, that state of flow where you can excel above and beyond. Being able to just think of nothing is an excellent skill to use in the race. And if you've ever meditated, then get into that same mindset during the race when the pain is trying to take over your thoughts and actions. Ego is a description for all your thoughts that are in the past or future. You definitely want to control ego in the race. Maybe your ego is worrying about what people think if you're 15 minutes slower than you wanted. Or ego could be telling you that you should have trained more or that it's hotter than you planned for. Ego will undermine your confidence until there is nothing left. And you are walking the marathon. Be aware of your ego and the story it's telling you. But ego can be good for motivation when used correctly and in moderation. Remember that you don't want to overuse your motivation fuel tank or your brain's overall mental energy to think too much at all. So if any of your ego thoughts of past or future are making you more aware of the pain, increasing the perceived effort, or making your brain think too much when you want to save that resource for later, then you need to shut your ego down and get back into the present moment where ego does not exist. Drawing on past experiences and using a memory to lower perceived effort is a great tool. Similar to telling yourself it's not that hot, but actually having a past experience to compare your current situation to can make your story and you more powerful. In 2011, for example, the last 15 kilometers of the Hawaii Ironman for me was the most pain I'd ever been in as I battled Andreas Reilert for second place. Thankfully, I came out on top and that experience of pushing through pain is one I'm very grateful for and was extremely emotional about when I crossed the line in second place that year. I use that memory to compare pain and discomfort in other races Um, when my mind says it hurts and my body and mind are tensing up. I say, this is nothing compared to Kona in 2011 and I relax. I focus back to my technique and everything gets easier. So use past experiences to make your current situation seem relatively easier. Tim Noakes has his theory on how the brain controls our performance. It's called the central governor theory, and I love it. It's everything that I've mentioned so far, that your brain is the major limiter of your performance. Of course, the adaptations in training and the health of your cells on the start line matter too. But in terms of doing the best you can with what you have on the day, the brain is what matters most. The easiest example How is it that everyone can sprint down the finish chute, but if you'd ask them to pick up the pace just a little bit when they are still further from the finish line, they would not have been able to go any faster than they were. They believed they were giving it everything at that point in time. Their brain was governing their effort and their mind was limiting their effort until they saw the finish line. And then their mind got the green light, the you're safe signal to allow them to take that activation limiter away and fire their muscles with greater effort and more neural connectivity, more use of energy and more pain tolerance. They were just able to block the pain completely out of their head as they saw the finish line. Pain tolerance is something that can be trained. In fact, Tim Noakes says that pain tolerance is a big part of why we train at all. If you think about performance, what is happening in our body being able to perform better is basically the ability to trigger more muscle fibers at a faster rate for longer in most sports and this is what is being limited by our brain the amount of energy being directed to firing our muscles when pain is present if we aren't increasing our ability to keep more neural activation during times of stress then it doesn't matter how fit or how strong we are, our mental strength will drop, and so will our performance. Visualization is a key part of improving the strength of the connection between performance and mindset. In 2012, I trained with the Kona course in my mind for most of my bike and run sessions. I visualized the course, and most of my training I did on my own, except for a couple of TT sessions where I shared the course with other athletes. But I still rode solo within that group atmosphere and got the benefits of both worlds. Motivation from a group with a common goal and training solo for visualization and mindset benefits. I would also visualize times of potential pressure, like running shoulder to shoulder with current world champion Craig Alexander who had relegated me to second place the year before. I would feel weaker when I pictured this scenario. But using the word love as my trigger word to remove doubts and fears, I would come back to the moment, forget about ego, forget the stories imagined of him being the fan and race favorite, and I'd run away from him in my mind. And as that happened, my body and mind felt strong once again. The practice of feeling weak, then removing those doubts and worries and coming back to the present with confidence is what won me the title in 2012. I made all the right decisions because I was calm, I was efficient all day because I stayed relaxed, and I never overly stressed my nervous system because I stayed in the moment and didn't use my mental strength up early in the race. And of course, there's a positive feedback loop too. Making the right decisions, like where to sit in the swim group, when to accelerate, when to sit and ease up, when to pass on the bike. When to go with a breakaway or go solo, when to eat, when to drink, when to stretch, when to enjoy the entire process and just smile and take it all in. Positive thoughts create actions that create more positive outcomes more efficiently, which feeds back to the more positive thoughts and this loop will last longer and continually feed itself around and around and around and be more efficient. gritting your teeth and muscling through adversity, anger, or feelings of hate. Love was my trigger word. I told myself, my friends and family that I was there because I chose to be there, that I loved the heat. I loved the challenge. I loved the pain and I loved the opportunity to do what I loved. I asked them to remind me of this during the race. So sure, they shouted at me, come on, Pete, you effing love this and things along those lines, and it really helped me enjoy the entire process, bring me back into the moment, relax, and appreciate what I was doing, and be grateful the entire day. I reminded myself of these phrases many times too. All these phrases were just triggers to get my brain to feel safe, and to keep my mindset focused in the now. Staying calm and in the moment will keep your nervous system from being in fight or flight mode, a sympathetic response, which is using up your hormones and other signaling molecules faster. That motivation and pain tolerance. That response will shorten the shelf life of your pain tolerance and motivation, which your brain uses to override the feelings of fatigue and danger that will slow you down and can even make you stop by the side of the road. To make your energy last longer, you need to stay calm and relaxed. Tips for staying calm and relaxed would be to be in the moment. Don't think about the future or the past. Don't think, don't worry about what you can't control. From Alex Hutchinson's Endure book, the research he'd looked into showed that those with a plan, a nutrition plan, let's say, performed well when they stuck to it, but it didn't matter what the plan was. That means if you believe in your plan and stick to it, your brain will be happy and more relaxed and you'll perform well. However, on the flip side, you need to be able to let go of any dogmatism with your plan also. If you drop a bottle, if things change that you weren't prepared for, you need to be able to adapt. Otherwise, stepping away from the plan will cause you stress and affect performance. So nutrition, a plan is great, but you don't have to be a slave to the plan. If things go off plan and you can't adapt mentally, you are throwing your race away unnecessarily. Your body can handle more than you think it can. Let me premise this next bit by saying this is not nutrition advice, this is not my general this is just my general and personal opinion and it's okay if you have a different opinion. This is all about mindset. So more people have issues of overconsuming nutrition on race day than the problem of running out of fuel. Most people who don't have the race that they wanted have experienced stomach and intestinal distress caused by a stomach flu- full of too many sugars that they can't absorb at such a high rate. Underconsuming may be blamed by the nutrition companies for those who underperform. But that's really the problem as everyone is drinking sports drinks or gels the entire race and there's aid stations constantly. Fuel is always available. There are a hundred other reasons that people could have a poor performance. So it's incredibly simplistic uh, to assume that under-consuming sugars is a problem for most of those people who have poor performance on race day. My point is not to give nutrition advice. But to tell you to have confidence that your body can get through what you need it to if your brain is capable of keeping your body going, excluding extreme cases that require medical intervention. Yes, so some fluids, electrolytes, caffeine, and sugars will help most of you, but it really doesn't matter which sugars. Again, this is not nutrition, this is about mindset. So whether it's your special mix from home or sports drink available on the course, it's all close enough that if if you absorb it it will become blood sugar and that's what most of you want and need if you drop your special mix adapt believe you can still achieve what you need with the sugar from the course if you approach it cautiously by that i mean don't overdo the consumption and don't panic when you feel tired and consume more gels of or extra of concentrated sugar drink because you think that that sugar will give you more energy all that's likely to happen is that you stop your stomach from absorbing anything and it gets worse from there think of energy not as something that comes solely from sugars but as a signal from your subconscious as to what it would like you to do override that signal with a change in your perceived energy and the real energy will ramp back up just like caffeine seeing the finish line or good mindset techniques, there are many ways to improve your perceived level of energy and therefore increase your actual level of energy by allowing more muscle activation, more pain tolerance, more motivation, and more rational decision-making and therefore greatly improve your performance outcome. Control your mindset, control your emotions, control your ego, and control your perception of everything you see and feel during the race. Perception is everything. Perception of heat, pain, your ability, your physical energy, your mental energy, everything. I hope some of this has helped you prepare yourself for what's ahead and so that you can have a great performance on race day. I'll be thinking of you all out there. Have a great day there in Kona and anyone else that's using this at any other race, give me some feedback, subscribe, follow the podcast and give me any other questions you'd like to know about this topic. Thanks for listening this far and again, good luck. Now for a quick word from Jamie. Pete and I are very excited to announce our new Live Your Own Fit program. It is a 12-week program, so it is for you if you are after an ideal body composition, you want to resolve any IBS issues, you want to gain clarity and focus, have increased energy levels and more balanced blood sugar levels throughout the day, you want to achieve greater bone density, have a reduced chance of injury, burnout, and fatigue. So get in touch with us if if any of those resonate with you. Pete and I are available at hello at liveyourownfit.com or feel free to get in contact with us through our website, liveyourownfit.com. We'd love to hear from you.